swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. So, and this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Do what you got to do. Head on over to Twitch.tv/controlissuespod where we upload. Where we upload gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and going over to twitter my control issues is the handle amc how you live living well a dub it is late on a saturday night <laughs> well i wouldn't say late but it is nighttime on a saturday night <laughs> it's adult late <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got i got a kid i got a baby asleep in another room yes <laughs> haven't had dinner yet so yeah it's adult late <laughs> i got a few edibles in me a yes. couple a couple soul hits deep yes a glass of whiskey in yes uh, the night is already off to a yeah. to a great start. Exactly, some some banging Chinese food. Oh hell yeah! What'd you get? Uh, Kung Pao Bistro. No, no. What did you order from there? What did I order from there? Oh, I got their orange chicken as well. Yes. It's like it's like uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like beef, chicken, and shrimp. Mm. But mixed up like kung pao style with the peanuts it's like, and shit. It's like it's like all the meats. Yeah, <laughs> just missing a little pork in there. <laughs> it's like three musketeers, something or yeah. something like that. I don't know what they call it, but it was spicy, so that's what I wanted to go with. Got a miso soup. <laughs> it sounds like a dub. You were getting nice and lubed up to play some video games. So I must ask you, what have you been playing? Well, couple things. First thing finished off the base game of curse of the dead gods oh so, yeah it was and i feel bad because i didn't stream it and i i knew the whole time i was just talking to myself like you should be streaming this i was like nah it's not important it's probably not even a good run <laughs> but i was just playing this run and everything was going my way it was i I was in all the right spots. I was barely taking damage. I eventually built up a, a system of healing that was a system of healing that was more powerful than the weight of my mistakes. So like every every time I would make a little mistake or two here and there, my healing would get me back to full health as I go into the next room. And it was just I got tight on it. I got to that last boss, that second phase. I had an idea of what to do. I was going to be more evasive and defensive when the final boss pulls out that bow and just goes ham on the whole situation. But it didn't even come to that because 
I was playing correctly, keeping my distance, getting my shots in where necessary, but I was using the charge attack with the whip, which would stun the enemy, weaken them because it was the barbed whip. And it would also pull him toward me. So I didn't even give him the chance to shoot any arrows. I just kept pulling his ass <laughs> and beating him up. Yes. So yeah, eventually wore him down, blew him up, saw saw the end scene, was thoroughly satisfied with my experience and somewhat shocked because it just happened like that. Like it was almost no contest. So yeah, man. Felt great. And then the game comes back to the main screen that everything happens on. Uh, the map opens up. It X's out the final boss room that you just that you just got rid of. And then it moves up to a second map with more dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I just beat this game. <laughs> and I would be very upset if there's like a whole nother game on top of this game. <laughs> so I went online and I, I checked around, I looked at some walkthroughs, and apparently what I beat is the base game. And now I've unlocked the hard mode dungeons. So I'm just going to give myself credit for beating the game in its basic form, which is a feat unto itself. And I'm going to give myself permission to move on to other games while occasionally coming back to Curse of the Dead Gods to take on those hard mode challenge dungeons now that I'm at this level of mastery and expertise. Uh, lucked out, found out that it had been three days since a game I had been incredibly interested in finally made its way over to the PlayStation 4. That game is Star Renegades. So some of you might not remember this. AMC, you might not remember this. We saw this sometime, I feel like last year. It saw a debut, it was like, what? That's fucking hot, that's dope. Oh, it's only on PC. And then it's gonna come to console or something later. All right, well, just put it in the back of my mind. Don't think about it. And then a little time passes, uh, Star Renegade, go to Xbox Game Pass. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I'll just wait out this PlayStation version. Completely forgot about the game. Then while I was uh, I was checking like stock alerts for PS5s, and I noticed on the feed that it said, yo, Star Renegade on sale, PlayStation Store. So it had been out for three days. I bought it. And I have dug in probably over a dozen hours, probably going on 20 hours now <laughs> into this game. I have stayed up till like 5.30 in the morning and only stopped because the controller ran out of batteries. It, it's, for me, it's every, it's better than I thought it would be. Like it's a roguelike delivered through a JRPG. So I uh, like the way that that makes sense is like you, you still go into these little maps, little overworld maps, you move along and you go through like their layouts. I don't know about their layouts, but just like where the enemies and the hazards and the, and the bonuses are, are kind of randomized. So you got to pick your path. You got to spin charges to unlock stretches of land. And then when you run out of charges, you got to camp to recharge you only have a certain amount of days before the boss arrives and you have to fight it. So the idea is to cover as much ground on the map as possible in order to get as many power-ups and 
you know, resources, better equipment, uh, experience in order to level up your characters as you can before you go into the boss so you have the best chance at enduring its tough as nails challenge. Uh, it, it's a game that does not tolerate mistakes. It is a game that looks outstanding in motion, especially in combat. Like it's, you you see video of it, it's pixelated, yeah, but when you're playing it in person, it's like it's, it has that modern game treatment where it has the quality lighting and the depth of field. And it's, it's like, it's that 2.5 D feel where everything's flat, but you can see that it is an individual plane that is set within the depth of a 3d space. So, you know, if that makes sense, if you can visualize with your third eye. So yeah, man, Star Renegade, I'm loving it. Uh, put in a couple of runs so far uh, with the story. What's going on is that there's this, alien force that has figured out how to how to wage war across dimensions so all that's important is that at least one of the dimensions figures out a way to defeat them because if you defeat them in one dimension i guess you defeat them in all dimensions so what happens is you have a roster of characters that you can choose from you pick through you pick a you pick three at the outset or do you pick two at the outset i think you pick three at the outset and then as you beat levels, you pick up additional characters to fill out your ranks. Those additional characters will be randomized and you get a choice between two of them. So at least there's a little, a little flexibility there. And as you build your party, you know, you become more powerful uh, between recharging your drone to have more charges to break more barriers. You have a camping sequence where there's a relationship type of system. So it's card based. Each character has their own unique set of cards. You also acquire cards by defeating enemies, by going to certain spots in the overworld. And as you spend the cards, the people that you spend them on and the characters that spend them get like build up their relationship together. And they earn perks at certain points. Uh, they also earn new combos that they can unleash to do devastating amounts of damage. And just, oh man, the combat, it's, it's deterministic. So you know everything that's gonna happen. And the objective is for you to structure your sequence of actions and attacks in order to best outmaneuver the enemy so you can eliminate their turns, delay their turns, and destroy them before they do any kind of damage to you. So overall, it's exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, it conjures memories and vibes of Into the Breach, you know, it visually and as far as the combat seems to be, it gives me the same impression as Octopath did when I saw the combat on video. I haven't played it, so I can't say they're exactly the same. You know, it's it's sci-fi. It's got outstanding music. Sometimes I'll sit there trying to make a decision, and really I'm just vibing out to that music. <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's, it's one of those rare games that if you're into it, you will be up until the sun rises and not even realize it. But AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, yes, I'll make this quick. I've been playing Mario super mario 3d world and fire emblem the same two games i've been playing don't really have much more to add there i meet marissa and i we burned through another world we got stuck on one level trying to get a green star there's there's three green stars every level they're hidden throughout the world or 
you'll kind of stumble across them, but it's kind of a puzzle to get to them. You have to figure out, do I need a platform? Do I need to break a wall? Do I need to catch a, a bunny? Um, <laughs> yeah, and we got to one and we lost all of our lives trying to get it. Had to, had to continue, had to get all of our lives back, had to go again, still died like, I think five more times. And then eventually we, we got that green star. And it was it was it was mighty nice. Uh, went on, we beat the boss of that world. I believe it was World Five. So now at this point, we're moving on to World Six. I'm not really sure how many worlds are left in the game, but the the difficulty is definitely stepping up. And I will say, my favorite suit as of right now, I thought it might be the cat suit, but you know, you got to go with the tried and true. You got to go with that Tanuki. I love that Ooh. suit. <laughs> yeah, um, but that yeah, that game is amazing. I love switching in between the characters, going from Mario to Luigi to Toad. Marissa's always running as Peach. Um, and yeah, game's still kicking ass. But hey, Dub, let's get right into it. Let's get into the topics of the week. Topics of the week. Yes, sir. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. It's coming. Not yet. Uh, I can lead off this week. I'm gonna come. Well, this is a big one. This is a oh, this is wow. a return to the gaming space. A dub, in case you missed him, he is back in the video game world. That being the man, the myth, the legend, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. Uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. <laughs> Tiger, my, Tiger, my cousin. <laughs> Uh, you cabination too. Yeah. <laughs> nation. You, you finally had a hero in yeah. the sports world. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this coming from gamesindustry.biz. The title of the article being 2K Acquires PGA Tour 2K21 Studio and Signs Tiger Woods. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to every time. It's... Every time I say, hey, I want to hear it every time I say Tiger Woods. So, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. <laughs> 2k is adding a couple more clubs to its bag as the publisher today announced the acquisition of pga tour 2k 21 developer hb studios along with a long-term exclusive partnership with tiger woods, tiger, tiger woods yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as for woods the 11 time pga tour player of the year is not only giving exclusive rights to his name and likeness in video games to 2k sports he is also taking an executive director credit on the game and serving as a consultant Ooh. for the development team Ooh. getting uh, that money getting them checks yeah um in case you're wondering about hb studios hb studios was founded in 2000 and has since specialized in building sports games for all platforms its first title was cricket 2002 for ea sports and it went on to work on FIFA, Madden NFL, NBA Live, and even one time on Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods yeah. <laughs> so, A-Dub, we, we know the popularity of the Tiger Woods games of the past. And, Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> 2K going, getting the developer of one of the Tiger Woods games. Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. And then getting the exclusive rights and the likeness of Tiger Woods. I'm not doing it. No yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think about this whole this this deal this this acquisition? It's outstanding, man. And <laughs> I, I have a feeling that 2K is 
really going to be the environment where the developers are going to be set free creatively, or at least it should be if the myths are true about EA just stifling creativity and pumping out whatever it is they want to pump out. But honestly, I do think that we'll see a more innovative product from 2K. So this is good news. It At the very least, it's another interpretation of the golf game in video games. So, you know, with that, it's still going to be fresh. It's still going to be different. All they have to do is make it fun and make it good. So this, this is good. Yeah. They went on to say, this is kind of, um, I guess we could say shots fired at EA. I mean, they're, 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 they're amassing the, uh, the arsenal. So yeah, like 2k, 2k sports used to be a bigger brand when it came to, uh, titles, they worked on annual franchises from NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, and tennis. Uh, over the years, it, it dwindled down to NBA 2K and WWE 2K. But alongside getting back into the golf space, um, there was that deal that was announced that they also, um, they got it, they got the rights to NFL. So it's no longer exclusive to EA. So EA needs to stay on top of their game because we saw what happened in the NBA space when 2K jumped in. And if 2K comes in with a good NFL game that could rival Madden, who knows if that could shake up the landscape of the video game industry, A-Dub. <laughs> oh, it most certainly could because people are starving for it. Yeah. You know? Well, we'll see. 2K is definitely not just sitting back on their laurels, like counting their chips. They're trying to stake a claim on the games that they know that they could make best. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this matures and what comes of it because you know interesting things are happening when it comes to the annualized franchises we come to know and love what you got in the next topic of the week A-Dub? topic of the week i got an interesting one a, a kind of game biz one and as soon as my slow ass computer decides to close the current tab you move over next to it i will really get into it but i'll give you a little tease it involves your girl Jade Raymond. It involves your dude Sony. What? <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, Jade Raymond. She's coming back. She's going to have an independent studio. She's working on an IP. It's going to be for PlayStation. Yeah. So, what she started is Haven Entertainment Studios. This was announced on the PlayStation blog, and she wants the studio to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. Uh, you might know Jade Raymond from her days at Ubisoft, and then her days at, I believe, Google, and now it's going to be her days at Haven Entertainment Studios, AMC. How do you feel about this? Uh, yeah, this could be a big deal. I had to actually... I. I was not up on Jade Raymond, so I actually had to wiki her, the games that she had worked on. And yeah, just at a quick glance, said managing director for Metal Gear Solid 4. What? She what? A, <laughs> she was a producer on Assassin's Creed. She executive producer on Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 2, uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Watch Dogs. Um, and then she was a senior VP group general manager 
for the game that everybody loves, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, a, sure. a game that's doing well now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she has the resume. It'll be interesting to see um, what uh, what she'll bring to Sony with that new IP. But you know, you, you got the experience. Uh, it's nice also to see uh, a female head coming into the space. Um, so yeah, um, everything. Studio head, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's it's a good story. It's a good headline. I, I'll say and. Hopefully the game will turn out well, whatever she's working on. Absolutely. Feel the same way. Let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic, topic of the week. Top topic. Top topic. <laughs> you got one or is it on me still? Uh, you know what? I got this. Let's stay in the Sony space. Uh, this coming by way of the PlayStation blog, A-Dub. You know it. You love it. You saw it. We got our first glimpse of the next gen PSVR controller. What? Yes. Um, what? Yeah, this one almost slipped by me. I think I, I think I saw a glimpse of it yesterday evening. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some of the details. Uh, design. The first thing you'll notice with our next-gen VR controller is the unique design, which takes on the orb shape that allows you to hold the controller naturally while playing with a high degree of freedom. Uh, features. So yeah, we we saw with the orb shape, it's kind of taking. Um, it's taking what's popular from the current like headsets. Uh, when you think about the Oculus Quest, you had mentioned, I believe, the Vive. Um, just that that form factor of the controller. But then with the features here, you see that they start working in some of the stuff that Sony has been implemented into the DualSense. We have adaptive triggers. Each VR controller, left and right, includes an adaptive trigger button that adds palpable tension when pressed, similar to what's found in the DualSense controller. Also, we got that haptic feedback. The new controller will have haptic feedback optimized for its form factor, making every sensation in the game world more impactful, textured, and nuanced. When you're traversing through rocky desert or trading blows in melee combat, you'll feel the difference. Uh, Ada, what'd you think when you saw the controller? I thought they looked awesome. They instantly conjured images of the Vive controllers, and I had a feeling that Sony was going to go that route anyway. It, it seems the most logical, and I like that it wraps around your hand. So instead of slapping somebody in the face with your bare knuckles, you hit them with the plastic, like, oh, I didn't mean it. Like, mm. <laughs> My bad. And yeah, man, they look awesome they look next gen like this looks like the next stage of gaming i'm sure there are a lot of people that are excited about this uh, some people have mentioned that this is the reason that they're going to be getting ps5 oh yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm gonna need to see some games i'm still waiting on playstation vr games to step up to a, a certain level of, of quality and playability that'll appeal to me i'm also waiting on like, not I don't want to call it the theater mode, but I guess when you play just standard video games, but using the VR headset instead of a television, I'm waiting on that to get a little tighter. Uh, I feel like the PSVR 2, the headset's going to have higher res screens with higher frame rates, so that might solve the issues. Uh, I don't get motion sickness or anything, so that's not a big deal. I just wanted I, I want it to look like I'm in the game, or at least I'm like really watching the game. 
<laughs> I want to escape like that. I want to get that that Ready Player One going one of these days. So yeah, this is awesome. Just another step forward for this new facet of gaming technology. So yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I felt like it was a nice move to get away from the move sticks. That felt it felt like uh, just of the previous generations, like moving from the Wii the Wii modes to the move sticks um and seeing like playing my my niece's uh, oculus quest and having those controllers i was like oh this is where it needs to be this is exactly what i like i love the way this feels it's not bulky at all it just wraps right around my hands um and, and knowing that it's gonna have that that sony stamp with the um you know the haptic feedback and the and the controllers like giving you a little resistance when you're when you're pulling on the triggers um those are all things that will add to the immersion that vr is really what what's what's selling you on that product and so i think it's it's the blend and it's also a sign that sony's taking note with what the industry is doing now that vr is we'll say slightly moving out of its infancy phase and it's now getting to a place where they've gotten enough feedback from the community that supported it up uh, consistently up until this point. And they can now really design the headset and the controllers to their, to their uh, standards and, and preferences. I think this is a good sign for where PSVR two is headed. And I can't wait to see that headset. Absolutely. Well, let's move into the next topic of the week. Topic of the week. You got it, A-Dove. Oh, I got it. Another quick hit. We're going to sprinkle them in today. So coming from the, the Square Enix little direct that they did, there will be no Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC. Well, at least there's none planned. But the studio is focused on the sequel. AMC, does this reassure you? of the quality and timeliness of the follow-up to the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. Yeah, I mean, so it seems like what, they're only going to do the uh, Integrate or whatever with uh, Yuffie, and then then we got Final Fantasy Remake 7, 2, duh. (laughs) Remix. Uh, Yeah, I think that's good. Reimaginarium. Yeah, uh, I think that's cool. I think that's a good, uh, it's a good rollout, and from what I saw with the um, was it the Yuffie gameplay, it seemed like they were far along in development of that. We know that we got the the PS5 updates coming, and yeah, hopefully we'll get that sequel soon. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm 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 pretty comfortable with there on top of it. I, I almost feel like because they have the foundation set up from the first game, it's not like they're building a new Final Fantasy game from the ground up. And so they can use a lot of those assets, carry them over, um, res them up with the um, the current, the I guess the current generation or the next generation of games and uh, consoles. And yeah, um, I think it won't take nearly as long to get as it took for get the, to get the first one out. So yeah, I'm comfortable with their timeline. Oh, yeah. uh, quote states, if we do need to think about more DLC, then it'll probably come after the sequel is finished. Hell yeah. So yeah. They're not thinking about it now. It could be on the table later, but not before we get that part two. The Yuffie DLC. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. 
Yeah. Man, I can't wait until this whole project is complete in like a single cohesive package. I can't wait to get that Vincent DLC. Oh man. <laughs> what that Vincent? Damn, I can't think of anything else. Like it was for me it was it was Cloud, Vincent, Tifa. Who was my number four? It wasn't Barrett. What's what's the uh was it cat cat something? Kate, Kate Sith. Yeah, Kate Sith. <laughs> I may roll with cats Kate Sith. <laughs> it's just the ridiculousness of a cartoon cat <laughs> on a on a Moogle doll. <laughs> yeah, I definitely roll with uh Barrett and um fuck I, it's been so long. The uh the lion <laughs> red red thirteen red thirteen. Yeah. Those are my those are my dudes. <laughs> Red Thirteen got it done, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just my material combinations were on a whole another level. People just couldn't touch me, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, memories. Um, man, I'm really looking forward to what the remainder of this remake is going to have in store, and then like, are are the future parts going to have any effect on the parts before them, with perhaps gameplay? updates and tweaks um, yeah there's a lot that square could do with this and so far they're doing an outstanding job i gotta say i agree and let's move into the next topic of the week Top, topic, topic of, of the, the week. week let's see uh you want to stay on that square enix presents stream a dub with other announcements that we that we saw what other let's, announcements did we see let's get into it we got the announcement AMC has been waiting for this A-Dub. What? He wouldn't have been on the Avengers game until this was announced. What? Black Panther is coming. (laughs) So this coming by way of IGN, uh, Marvel Avengers 2021 content roadmap was revealed during the Square Enix present stream and details what fans can expect from the game following Operation Hawkeye Future and Perfect Update. This includes new mission types, new mission types, events, MCU inspired outfits, plus the introduction of Black Panther and Wakanda. Let's see. Black Panther is joining the Marvel Avengers roster of heroes later this year. His introduction in the War of Wakanda expansion will include Wakandan jungle biome to explore. New villains, including Ulysses, Claw, or Claw. Plus a new outpost, new hero outfits, and an increase to the power level cap. What? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. I... No, the Avengers game has kind of just been off of my radar. I know it's been <laughs> uh, it's been on sale for like fifty percent off in uh, on PSN at times. Um, so knowing that Black Panther will be coming to this game, we got Hawkeye. I believe he's out or will be coming out soon, and they have this roadmap. So by the time Black Panther comes out, I will hopefully have a PlayStation Five. And if this game is if I'm if I'm hearing good things about it, or if it's just I'm in a in a space where I don't have any other games to play, then this might be the game that I hop into now that Black Panther is available. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I have so much interest in this game. I just want them to I want to see if they can get it to where it needs to be for the critical reception to come up to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, if they yeah, can satisfy the masses, 
then they could satisfy me. Yeah, it, seemed, <laughs> it seemed like the a lot of the complaints were, and keep in mind, this is a complaint that seems to be with every live service game is not enough content. Like I put in 30 hours and there's, there's not anything else to do in this game. Um, and so, yeah, if thinking that they're going to, they have this Hawkeye expansion and then we're going to have Black Panther. And what I love about it is as they add these characters, they add missions with them. And so there's a lot that comes along with the addition of a character. We know that we're going to be in Wakanda. Um, and so by the time that comes out, there'll at least be more to the game. I know that they also announced that, yeah, there'd be updates to the level caps new outfits and things along those lines so that just that's just all around more content to the game and also like once they see once the community gets their hands on it they can kind of get an idea of what people like doing and start catering their experiences to what people prefer and so by the time we get our hands on it maybe it'll be you know not the vanilla destiny but the the taking king version of destiny mm. that everybody loved <laughs> But a dub, let's get into the next topic of the week. Topic of the week. Got a controversial one for you. Mm. Got a got a hot button issue one for you. Mm. Got a got a got a zesty one for you. Oh. Disco Elysium. So some of you may know, it recently got its release date. It's official. It's coming out at the end of March. Leave either the 30th or the 31st. I forgot to bring it up. I'll check it later. But in the process of getting ready to release four consoles at the end of March, uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, was refused classification in Australia. Refused. Refused. <laughs> uh, to go into detail, the final cut was refused classification as a game that has been seen to depict express or otherwise deal with matters of sex, drug misuse, or addiction, crime, cruelty, violence, or revolting or abhorrent phenomena in such a way that they offend against the standards of morality, decency, and propriety, generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that they should not be classified. (laughs) That is a harsh rebuke of the concept of Disco Elysium. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see because, you know, I'm always seeing these headlines coming from Australia when it comes to video games. I wonder if the movie industry is the same way or is this just something that's hypercritical of video games and the worry of the impact it can have? Like, you know, we we see that every now and then in the U.S. that somebody will try to blame the rise in something on video games. Mm. And it seems like Australia stuck in that. But I don't know if that's just a video game thing or if that's just media in general that they have a that they're tightly wound on (laughs) and they've gone to some extreme measures Uh, i believe the version of grand theft auto 4 that released in australia had no blood so you could see somebody get blasted with a shotgun in the chest and their body tumbled down of two flights of stairs there's just no blood (laughs) (laughs) a guy could beat the shit out of a hooker (laughs) Yeah, but there's no blood. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know how that somehow falls outside of the crime, cruelty, violence, or revolting or abhorrent phenomena. Yeah. But you know, who am I to judge? I'm not Australian. Um, Disco Elysium. This is a game that doesn't even have a combat system. It's dialogue driven. It's a role playing game. It's stat driven. It's about dice rolls. 
<laughs> like the only time you ever see combat is if it's it's an option to choose, and that's mostly for cinematic quality to you know demonstrate what's going on in a particular scene. So I don't know what Disco Elysium must be dealing with. Maybe it's just so racy and so like far futuristic that Australia was like, no, we can't have people getting creative. The kids, um, A-Dub. The kids. <laughs> and children. What will they think when they get this <laughs> thought-provoking, evocative piece of work? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what to think of this. I, I think whatever body of authority it is in Australia that makes these decisions is on or why they're on it, but they need to come off it. But hey, I'm not Australian. I'm just a dude. <laughs> How yeah. do you feel, AMC? Nah, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much like I. Yeah, you don't want to judge from afar without being there to know what's going on. I'm sure they view what the mass shootings and everything that were going on in the U.S. and they're like, we don't want any of that over here. So yeah, I'm sure they they can judge us too. In some ways, it's just my love. In of many games. ways, <laughs> yeah. But my love of video games is just. Um, come second to none and like the idea that somebody that like i guess a council <laughs> would decide a decency council would decide what games i can play with is i'm not a big fan of that um yeah just control yourself yeah yeah exactly and i mean yeah we've we've seen these stories with like sony maybe censoring certain aspects of games you know putting the jj abrams flare over over genitals and things along those lines but like yeah this is like completely outright just banning a game that doesn't involve having sex with underaged minors (laughs) uh yeah um i think is a it's it's a little it's a little uh far for me as as far as i'm concerned it's a bridge too far yeah (laughs) get off my lawn yeah (laughs) let's let's get get into our next topic of the week top topic of, of the, the week. week let's see um yeah i pulled this one you might have pulled it as well a dub gotham knights got delayed oh no <laughs> the only game the only game i wanted for 2020 dang it looks good too <laughs> yeah uh, i'm so watching this- a clip of it now just weaving Looking at Red Hood, <laughs> tapping into the system. Looking at Red Hood. Actually, no, that's a, yeah, that's Barbara Gordon. Uh, let's see. So this coming by way of IGN, Gotham Knights has been delayed until 2022. Ugh. WB Games Montreal co-op Batman game was originally meant to be released sometime this year. According to a statement released on the official Gotham Knights Twitter account, the team says the title will launch worldwide in 2022. WB says the delay is so the team can have more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. You know how it goes, a dub. You want to make your game better, so you delay it. Um, How do you feel about this? Hopefully that relationship is what occurs. Yeah. How do you feel about this delay, a dub? Man, you can do what you got to do. I mean, the game already looks phenomenal from what they've showed. Um, I'm excited for it. It's basically going to be the Batgirl game that I've been dreaming of. And yeah, take your time. Get it right. I'll see you at the finish line. 
Yeah. The only thing I would say, like as far as speculation is, I wonder if this has any effect on the release of Suicide Squad or not. If that now gets delayed, possibly, uh, who knows what was going on with that game. We only really saw a trailer to begin with. But um, yeah, I always agree. Get the game good. We see what's going on with Cyberpunk. I believe they even have like a patch uh, coming. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get the game as good as possible before it gets into the hands of the public. <laughs> and so with that let's get into the next topic, topic of the week, of the week. Top, topic, topic of the, of the week, week. tackle woods y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we finally got an update for dying light 2 there's been radio silence for a good deal of time people started worry Techland came out was like yo just you know, ease up, you good. Don't worry, we got this. Uh, specifically, IGN reports, Wesley LeBlanc. Dying Light 2 update, aiming for 2021 launch. Developers promise more updates soon. Uh, see, Techland put out a video. It has updates about Dying Light 2's development. Includes a snippet of new gameplay and the reveal that studio is still aiming to get the game out this year. Uh, this is a huge and complex project and we needed time to make sure we'll live up to our vision. Uh, all of us are here putting our hearts into delivering a game that you will keep playing for months. We'll be ready to start talking about Dying Light 2 very, very soon. So it's still in the works, AMC. I think you can finally relax a little bit. I know you were worked up about it. It's keeping you up at night. But I'm here to tell you, buddy, you can you can relax now. You can take a snooze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, did you ever play Dying Light? I feel like it was either really cheap at one point or it was free. No, I never played it. I just remember the um, the success of Dying Light. This this if I remember right, like it felt like Dying Light was the game that was kind of the um, I don't know if I would say this would be the correct analogy, but the canary in the coal mine, as far as, Oh, this game did really good in the first quarter of the year. We should now start releasing games during this time. <laughs> and then suddenly we started seeing like a bunch of great games release uh, after Christmas. Usually when people would say like, people aren't really buying games because they got everything for Christmas. Um, so yeah, yeah, that feels a little accurate. I think yeah. that might, I think that might have been the case because dying light did get in, an unexpectedly positive reception yeah because it's a it's an unexpectedly good game yeah and so yeah, a lot of people are highly anticipating dying light 2 uh you played dying light the original yeah i played the hell out of it never really got to the level of comfort and understanding of the game that i would have liked to have reached in order to really dig in there paint scenes and make the kind of progress that i've been tasked with making but you know i was I was scraping away. I was finding my little spots. I was just starting to get accustomed to running around at nighttime when the, the, when the infected get more numerous, aggressive, and faster. <laughs> so, I mean, it has a lot of good things going for it. And I'm glad it succeeded. I know of at least one person who is all about it, has been waiting for any news at all about dying light too so at least they got a little solace today uh, yeah man i'm looking forward to it i probably won't jump into it because as into dying light as i was the the first person in just general movement just didn't feel right for me so i'm not i didn't go back and finish dying light i probably will at some point just out of duty 
<laughs> necessity. But, you know, I'm, I hope this is good for the people who need it to be good. Maybe I'll check it out one day. Well, let's hit that next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. AMC. So, so this one, we are actually circling back to a story that was covered earlier. That being the Marvel Avengers. Uh, in case oh. you were wondering... Um, when they laid out that roadmap, what about Spider-Man? Um, so yeah, this is coming by way of IGN again. We spoke to Crystal Dynamics head head of studio Scott Amos about the game's 2021 roadmap, which makes no mention of Spider-Man, and asks when we might get the when we might see that character appear. He responded, "I can tell you that formally, officially, people are working on him right now." So it's still on our roadmap for the future. And he also will later follow up to say that it will release after Black Panther. Um, So they said it wouldn't come any earlier than uh, the summer of 2021. So possibly a fall release for for Spider-Man. We do know that Spider-Man is going to be console exclusive to PlayStation. Forever. Um, Forever, 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 (laughs) ever. So at least that we now know three characters that were added to uh, that are going to be added to Marvel Avengers between Hawkeye, Black Panther, and Spider Man. Wakanda forever. Wakanda <laughs> first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's move into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Got a pretty big one. A pretty weird one as well. So. We'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. PlayStation buys Evo Fighting Game Championship Series, announces 2021 event dates, and Nintendo has remarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, their their remarks are pretty innocuous, so don't look too much into it. Uh, from a quote saying, "Today we're thrilled to announce the next chapter in the story of PlayStation Evo, the world's largest and longest-running fighting game tournament for PlayStation." Today's announcement marks an exciting step in our journey to foster the growth of the fighting game community in esports and support competitive gamers widely on our consoles. Fighting games are hugely popular on PlayStation consoles, with gamers logging more than 1.1 billion gameplay hours in 2020 alone. Uh, Sony says it will break down barriers for gamers so that they can compete at all levels of the sport and reaffirm the commitment to creating a safe and inclusive environment for players. AMC, is this going to change your life in any way? Uh, it does not. I think it's. Um, I think. I, I think it's a good thing that Sony has actually acquired Evo. Um, I didn't do any research for this, uh, but uh, for this story, but for some reason in the back of my head, I do remember there were some. Um, I guess the only way I can put it is some Me Too issues with some of the heads of Evo. Evo. Some tumult. Yeah. And um, you, you bring in a company like uh, Sony that, you know, they have a reputation of trying to do things right. They're very sensitive to, you know, those things that people may find offensive. And if anything, yeah, as you mentioned with Nintendo, um, I'm not sure if you got into their comments, but... Um, yeah, but like, yeah, so we've seen Nintendo has had issues with Smash Brothers at Evo in the past. They eventually settled and said, you know what, we'll allow Smash Brothers there. And I think a lot of it had to do with, um, you know, having their game associated with this event that, 
can at times be seen as the wild west of gaming um, by some of the uh, the antics that players will will pull when uh, I guess just like badgering other people, harassing yada yada yada, um, and you might wonder if Nintendo would be worried about Sony now taking over this event. But if their worry was the fact that Nintendo might, or Smash Brothers might be connected to an event that has, you know, people who are somewhat nefarious running the organization, they can at least sit a little more comfortably with Sony being at the head of it. And, you know, not going to say the, the event wasn't already legitimized, but, bringing in a corporate face will, you know, clean up some of the uh, bad behavior, I'll say, surrounding the event. Yeah, there's more more accountability. Well, at least more of the illusion of it. So, <laughs> yeah, according to Nintendo, who issued a comment, they say uh, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past EVO tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their adventure. We will continue to assess EVO and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Brothers tournament activity. So, kind of a non-comment, just like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're still out there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep on your boys. But yeah, so uh, who knows? We'll probably, we're more than likely still see Smash at Evo. I don't see why we wouldn't. Yeah, and it also like lines up too, not lines up necessarily, but uh, we saw last gen sony getting exclusive rights to street fighter uh so showing that they have they recognize the um the the community and the support behind street fighter the the history the love of it and jumping into that space to snatch those exclusive rights uh last gen and then we know the popularity of evo and the the centerpiece of evo being street fighter um why not take control of the tournament as well so you can just basically get a get a foothold or get a complete hold on that community it um it's a good play by sony i would say absolutely i mean i i can't think of exactly what may come from this but at least being under the sony umbrella there's more marketing there's greater exposure greater access to to resources personnel talent <laughs> You know, probably step up the presentation, maybe get different kinds of venues. So, you know, there's a lot of possibility that comes with this to make Evo an even better tournament for everyone involved. So, you know, we'll see. I hope only good things come. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into our next topic of the week. Top topic, top topic of the week. Let's see. Uh, this is, these will be my last. I'm going to combine two stories because they what? both have to do with game pass um let's see outriders is coming to game pass day one so it's coming by way of xbox we all got a taste of outriders with the recent demo so i am thrilled to announce that outriders will be available on console and android phones and tablets via xbox cloud gaming beta with xbox game pass on day one in reference to the um we all Got a taste of that demo. There were stories that Outriders had about 2 million downloads for the demo. So there's Damn. definitely a lot of excitement around this game. It's definitely um, interest. Yeah. And uh, this is it's interesting because maybe a story that you'll get into. It seems like Microsoft is setting up some deals with Square Enix to get some of their titles on Xbox Game Pass. Um, 
Oh, they are indeed. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just jump right into that one? Yeah. Yeah, we got a we got a bonus topic of the week. Bonus Top topic, topic of, of the week. week. Uh, Octopath Traveler, formerly a Switch console exclusive, joins Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's also on PC and Stadia, but not on PlayStation. Oh, they getting friendly? I don't know what that's about. We saw we saw Cuphead come to the Switch. We saw Ori and the Blind Forest come to the Switch. We did see Cuphead go to PlayStation as well. Um, and now, yeah, and now we see Octopath Traveler going to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Octopath better come to PlayStation, or I will be extremely <laughs> upset. Project Triangle Strategy better come to PlayStation, or I will be livid. Yes. <laughs> I will not be able to tolerate anything from anyone ever again. Yeah. I won't get violent. I won't fly off the handle. I just won't tolerate anything. Yeah, so, you know, Game Pass continuing to build that catalog. Um, Getting Nintendo games on Game Pass. And uh, uh, the the other one I was going to say, this is is more for PC, but EA Play has now come to Game Pass on PC. Uh, We're excited to share with you that starting March 18th, which has passed, Xbox (laughs) Xbox Game Pass PC and Ultimate Members will be able to enjoy all the benefits of EA Play on Windows 10. Fuck Mac is what they're saying. Uh. <laughs> PC wars are back. Fuck, fuck your Linux. Uh. <laughs> Open source stylistic bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yourself with your, with your window close button in the upper left portion of the screen instead of the upper right. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh man well, let's move different <laughs> yeah <laughs> well let's move to the next topic of the week uh, topic of the week well what i got is a list and as soon as it loads i'll let you know what's on it but yeah this is a list of the games that are available through sony's play at home initiative that is to get us from going outside you're giving us free games mm-hmm. we can play that we can keep don't need to be subscribed to that. <laughs> yeah keep going <laughs> yeah so keep your ass in the house <laughs> <laughs> and play some goddamn video games specifically there's 10 of them damn it where's the list do you have the list no nah, i didn't pull it up um, All right. Well, basically, the, new, the news is that Sony's adding 10 additional games to its Play at Home initiative. Uh, the first nine games will be available free to own and download starting next week on the 25th. Those games are Abzu, The Witness, Enter the Gungeon, Subnautica, Res Infinite, Moss, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Paper Beast, and Thumper. Then on April 19th, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. It's going to be free for you to, for that ass. <laughs> Damn. So AMC, you can, you can get yourself a copy of Horizon. Hell yeah, I can. Um, yeah, that's awesome. With uh, that DLC, be like, yep. big ass game. you get yourself a copy of Enter the Gungeon. I can play that Frozen Tundra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can play Frozen Wilds. Yeah. Play it before A-Dub, who's Ooh. owned it and simply not far-headed up all the time. <laughs> Really want to? I'm gonna get to it. Yes, sir. Oh, man, especially with this PlayStation Five backward compatibility. But that's not the subject. Yes. So Sony added 10, 10 more free games 
free. You don't have to subscribe to nothing. You get to keep them. What could possibly go wrong here? I'm sure somebody's got ideas. Yeah. I'm sure somebody got something to say about it. Yeah. I'm sure somebody thinks it's not good enough. Yeah. I'm sure somebody thinks they could do better. Uh, we got you troll of the week. Troll, troll of the week. week. Troll, troll of the week. week. Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger, troll of the week. <laughs> the Tiger troll. <laughs> Damn. That would be an interesting breed. I think I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to work that out and draw that. <laughs> you think? You think the Tiger King causes haters? Tiger trolls. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't watch Tiger King. I only know about it through like secondhand information and just whatever I happen to see on the news. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't think that dude even uses the word haters. <laughs> like, like I think he's on some like next level shit where those people don't even exist in his mind. Yeah, everybody loves him. Exactly. Or just like the only the people that love him matter. <laughs> That's what feeds the narrative. That's what keeps the story going. But today's story has to deal with Sony and these ten games that they're trying to trying to win our affection with. <laughs> First troll says Microsoft has Sony sweating. Sony is starting to get desperate. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> <laughs> They gave you free games, and you're like, oh, that's desperation I smell. <laughs> They're in the boardroom with their blazers off, <laughs> like <laughs> sleeves rolled up, tired, empty Chinese food boxes on the table. <laughs> it's like, we have to come up with something. No. Game Pass is getting too sweet. <laughs> now we'll, we'll know that Sony's desperate when, what's that thing called? The play, when that Play at Home initiative gets an announcement that the order, 1879, 4526 is coming to play at home. <laughs> when none of the numbers right, but 18. <laughs> and maybe the six, but it was too many places off. <laughs> Next troll says, unpopular opinion. Horizon Zero Dawn is a mediocre game and overrated. Good concept, though, and great looking. <laughs> it's a mediocre game. Incredible to play. Really enjoyed the story. <laughs> This is the negative troll that like says like puts you down and then gives you like a sideways compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Other stuff about you is dope, but the rest of you sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Next troll says, "How about giving us Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart for free? Not these old games everyone already played. We want first party day one. Uh, we want free. Who is we?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, some of us understand how business works. And that's that's not how you stay in business. Let the let people who want to pay for the games that they want to support pay for the games that they want to support. And if down the line these games become free and it's beneficial to the person who has not played them, then that's just what it is. But for the time being, you got ten great Sony properties there. Enjoy what you got. Next troll says, multi-console owners just laugh at the dipshit fanboys continuing their useless console wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course you do. You have both consoles. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, oh, it's just, yeah, and that's what people do. I mean, console wars are indeed kind of like played. unnecessary and <laughs> stupid and played out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hating on the fanboys, <laughs> getting passionate about their hobby. Like, let them express themselves, goddammit. Next troll says, insert Sony fanboys acting like this is the greatest thing ever. When if these games were Game Pass, they'd be the worst games ever. Everyone is already played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already talking to like, I already played all that shit for a game pass. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Uh, next show says, Sony sad answer to Game Pass, I guess. <laughs> no, this is not their answer to Game Pass. This is their way of keeping you inside the house so you don't spread your goddamn germs and get somebody's grandma killed. Yeah, PS Now would be more the equivalent to Game Pass than this Play at Home initiative. Way more. Yeah. But eh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I, if, I, if, if I don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. I ain't even got something. <laughs> Next troll says, give us first party day one, not games we already play. Yeah. <laughs> give us your new games for free. Yeah. Don't give us games that we didn't spend money on already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us games that we're gonna spend money on. Don't give us games that we haven't spent money on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like getting games that I haven't spent money on because it gives me an opportunity to experience something that I otherwise would have gone through life never knowing. But hey, that's just me. I'm an experience-based kind of person. I'm somewhat of a, a radical empiricist. Call it what you want. Last troll says, Xbox has been dominating, so they have to do something. Uh, dominating. <laughs> dominating what exactly? They don't even put out console numbers anymore yeah. because they were dominating so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, it, it, it's definitely harder to find a PlayStation than it is to find an Xbox. Like, I could have bought a Series S if I wanted. I was just sitting in the cart like, I could buy a Series S right now. And then I left my cart, and I could still buy that Series S. <laughs> Series X, I had a couple opportunities to buy one over the past few days. Of course, I got hamstrung by technical BS because I didn't have a Microsoft account set up, so I had to set that up. By the time I did that, Series X was gone. Are you an achievement hunter, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to get back into it. <laughs> I got my gamer tag linked on my on a couple of the forums. <laughs> I still got it. I'm gonna recover it. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna be playing Forza. I'm gonna play the Ascent. You're gonna, the you're, gonna, you're gonna sign on. It's gonna have all this data about Jade Empire, Mass Effect One, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Jade Empire, Mass Effect 1, uh, Jet Set Radio. Uh, Ace Combat. <laughs> no, no, Ace Combat. Uh, Sega GT 2002. That uh, driving game was awesome. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 1 uh, and 2. Uh, it, I mean, barring that it had achievements for those games. I don't know if that... Did it have achievements to start with? I have no idea. <laughs> 
the Xbox has its merits. It's still a competent gaming system. It's yeah, just, yeah. You know, they got to come up with more compelling first-party software, man. I got to have a reason to have your console. Like, if you have 80% of your library split with your main competition and they have games that I can only get on their hardware, then that's where I'm going to go, especially because those games are quality and, you know, are continuations of things I enjoy or the beginning of things I never knew I would enjoy. A lot of memories have been made in the PlayStation ecosystem. <laughs> Let, let's make some Xbox memories. Bring me some new, original, compelling content, and let's let's build memories. <laughs> that's, that's where I am in life right now. Yeah, we're gonna find out. They got Bethesda. We got Halo on the way. We'll see. We'll see what they start churning out. Oblivion. I don't know. Oh, not Oblivion, but uh, well, Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually all this stuff is going to be Microsoft exclusive if it isn't Microsoft exclusive right off the bat. So, you know, and Bethesda is only getting better despite what people want to say or want to point to Fallout 76 to refute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this game wasn't that good. Well, you know, it was significantly different from what they typically make. So, yeah. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for the rest of you trolls too. get the fuck out of here. Control issues got to show the finish. Yeah. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Tag of woods, y'all. You got uh, any final stories, A-Dub? Uh, well, coming from the Square Enix Presents, the spring 2021 edition, uh, Project Athia has been re-revealed, this time under its proper name, Forspoken. No reaction from AMC. Speechless. <laughs> but yeah, it's been re-revealed, and we also got a look at the game now that it has its lead actress, Ella Valinska, playing the main character of Frey Holland. Uh, to me, I got the same feeling from this game that I got when we saw the first official gameplay of Infamous and Infamous 2. Like, it... it it feels similar to that in the way that it moves in the general way that it looks. I'm looking forward to seeing more gameplay. It looks like you're a badass female mage, person of color, person of ethnicity. She got an accent, thinks she might be British or something. I don't know, but she's bringing something different to the table. So it'll be nice to, first of all, it's gonna be nice to play as a black woman in a video game. Mm I will go on record as saying that. So that's one of the primary reasons I will definitely be supporting Project Athia. Uh, right up there with that reason is that it looks phenomenal. Secondly, I like the way the gameplay appears. So hopefully that feels good in my hands. Hopefully there's depth and variety. Hopefully we see different kinds of, you know, outfits and equipment. Oh man, if I could dress her up too, oh, I'm gonna lose my mind, son. Really hope these spells are just like, I hope there's a lot of spells or maybe they have levels and their visuals change. So yeah, this is an exciting product. I was very excited about it when it was Project Athia. I'm very I'm even more excited now that it's Forspoken and we've seen what this lead character looks like. AMC, did you have a chance to check this out and come up with your own your own feelings? Uh, no, I did not check it out, but I will co-sign on all your reasons for wanting to play the game. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else? 
That's it for me. All right. Any any final words before we get out of here? Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel grows closer, but we all have to keep pushing together. Let's make this happen. Let's leave this horrible period of time behind. Let's enjoy some good video games. Let's get back to a time where we can enjoy each other's company. This is Control Issues, signing off. This is Control Issues, I am the AM. And this is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Suckers.